the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings. There is certainly a touch of fall in the air on this very first day of October of 2020. And uh, let's uh, think about this. The top of the news. Kath, talk to us about the top four at 40. All right, John. From the AP, a federal appeals court today gave Pennsylvania the ability to restore pandemic restrictions on indoor and outdoor gatherings. We're back to this, okay? Putting a hold on the judge's ruling that threw out statewide limits on crowd size and other measures meant to limit the spread of the coronavirus. Mm. I can't believe this. The third U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals said the administration of Governor Tom Wolf may once again enforce size limits on gatherings while it appeals the lower court order that uh, U.S. District Judge William Stickman ruled. Um, he was ruling against the governor, if you remember, in the governor's restrictions on how many people can meet indoors and outdoors. I mean, good grief. Quote, we are disappointed but undeterred, said attorney Thomas W. King III, who represents the plaintiffs. Some schools around the state, as you probably know, have been allowing more than 250 fans at games the past few weeks. But going forward, John, who knows? Good gravy. Number two. Speaking of football. This weekend's Steeler game postponed temporarily yesterday due to a COVID-19 outbreak at Tennessee Titans operations. Today, indefinitely postponed by the NFL. Additional virus cases were announced today in Nashville, and so the rescheduled date of this contest is a matter of question. But most likely, and this is bad news for the Steelers, the Steelers will lose their bye week scheduled for early November. Number three, the Commission on Presidential Debate says it's considering, quote, substantial changes to the debate format after the nearly uncontrollable verbal exchange that we all saw the other night between the president and Joe Biden. Quote, last night's debate made clear that additional structure should be added to the format of the remaining debates to ensure a more, quote, orderly discussion of the issues. It said in a statement. And number four in local news, according to today's Post-Gazette, two new developers, John, have taken control of the sputtering rehab of the former Kaufman's Macy's department store downtown with big plans to not only finish the work, finally, but also add new amenities, including a rooftop ice skating rink. Yep, we're serious. The new team, which closed on the transaction this week, intends to finish the last third of the 311 apartments planned for the 13-story building, as well as two, I tell you, two levels of parking on the third and fourth floors. And that is your top four at four. All right. 
Meet me under the Kaufman's clock, and we'll go ice skating on top of the roof. That's I'm not a so little, sure. I don't know. Like you, over, I'm not a good skater. You make one wrong move, and the next thing, what you're down zipping on. Zipping off your I head mean, down Stanwick Street. Exactly. Then there's already an ice skating rink downtown. Do we need another one on the top of a building? I don't think we do. I don't know. How about we just get the apartments right? Okay. I think we'd just like to finish the building. Right. Get the rats out of Kaufman's, please. Because I have a bonus news story of the day. Oh, so you got five on four. Do you like when I you know, add the bonus? Sure. Okay, good. Bonus news story of today is it's Pumpkin Spice Day. Pumpkin Spice Day. Wait, wait, Mike, I can't think with that thing in my ears there. That pumpkin spice stuff. Yeah, what do you think about pumpkin spice, you guys? Okay, Are like, you fans? Like any good thing, someone takes something good and then runs it into the ground. Right. So that now everything is pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. Now posted on our Facebook page, we've got pumpkin spice face masks now, which is sort of the 2020 <laughs> debacle with the exclamation point. So, I mean, pumpkin spice is fine. Give me a piece of pumpkin spice cake, a piece of pumpkin spice bread, maybe okay. a pumpkin spice cookie. Everything else, meh. Mike, pumpkin spice, yes or no? Pumpkin spice, everything. Pumpkin what? spice coffee, pumpkin spice oh. milk, com- pumpkin spice mask, pumpkin really? spice Coca-Cola, <laughs> pumpkin spice Sprite. Oh. Give it to me. I want it all. I want everything pumpkin. <laughs> I'll take it. I want it. I love right. anything pumpkin. Well, you make me like lose a load there, Mike. It's geez. a little a bit of an overkill. <laughs> I got to be honest. I, I didn't know that was coming, but I'm happy because I have a, a couple things that I would like to offer to you as current products that you could purchase yourself oh. pumpkin spice uh-huh. can't right. wait uh pumpkin spice pringles mm. totally eat it who mm. wants a pumpkin spice chip Me. seriously no. i'll uh, definitely eat that the brock's candy company is now offering pumpkin spice candy corn oh i hate yeah, candy that, corn yeah. to begin with and i mean you know you can add pumpkin spice on top of it double reason not to like yeah, it i don't like candy corn period john you and i were just talking about this before the show began uh hummus this is the pumpkin spice version okay now i would try that no, gosh, I would, what? I would try pumpkin spice hummus. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense oh, to me. Oh, it gives me the willies. No, I like that. Oh, I think it's nasty. Okay, listen to this. Uh, no. KFC. Oh, that's the Kentucky Fried Chicken, not the Knights of Columbus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's Casey. The KFC Pumpkin and Feta Twister, which is what? a crunchy, it's like a, it's like a sandwich thing. Yes? No, no? No, it's made in some corporate kitchen somewhere, yeah. like, you know, in Idaho. Give no, me that. I'll try house. it. I'll try it. Pumpkin spice latte burger. No. No. A burger? A burger? Yeah. Can we just have a burger? Uh, how about Twinkies pumpkin spice? Yeah. Yeah, give me the shot. Yeah. Um, how about breath palette toothpaste? <laughs> no. First thing in the morning, no pumpkin spice. How about soap on a rope? No. Mm, That's okay. sad. How about pumpkin spice beard oil, John? Mm. <laughs> no. Who wants to walk around the office or the house smelling like pumpkin spice in your beard? I don't think so. How about pumpkin spice latte deodorant? And it's the nope. all-natural kind, so you don't oh have to worry. God. Yeah, okay. Um, pumpkin See? spice dog shampoo. We've just taken something really good and just run it into the ground. There it is. Mm-hmm. Dog shampoo. Mm-hmm. What about what about the one of those little, like, hanging... Uh, deodorizer things in your car uh, yeah like the evergreen christmas tree yeah what do you think mm, I, I got fine. a pumpkin spice uh, in here i can i can afford to you that's fine okay let's get out of here we got bill glaze coming up right <laughs> great i'm gonna ask him about pumpkin spice he's pumpkin he's, spice I bet he hates it no I mean, you might like some pumpkin spice i might hate it all right we'll find out bill glaze bethany baptist church sticking in with us in a few minutes he's got a really great parable to talk about
101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Can you explain to others why you believe in Jesus? They're the same reasons I want to give to you. Many of you who are already sure that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. But to reinforce your faith and to help you to share with others because we live in a shrinking world and many have never heard the gospel that we've heard. Join us for Adrian Rogers' series, Standing for Light and Truth, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Hi, everybody. It's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. Isn't this a fabulous time of year, especially on our dairy farm in Washington County, PA? The pumpkins are turning, the corn is waving in the wind, and the hog quarters are on the pit every Sunday through the end of October. That's right. It's time for our annual 4-H hog roast. Mom bought a bunch of 4-H hogs that we will be roasting over the open pit outside all morning long. Alongside that tender, tasty, charred pork, we'll be serving pork and kraut, barbecued pork, hand-peeled mashed potatoes with pork drippings gravy, sage stuffing, baked beans, homemade applesauce, and all kinds of family recipe fall veggies and casseroles. We'll even have live music by local musicians. To keep the crowd spread out and everybody healthy this year, we have two jumbo tents set up outside too, and the pumpkin patch hay rides will run 11 to 5 all weekend. Good old-fashioned fall fun and feasting on the farm. Come join us, springhousemarket.com. My name is Bernadette, and I am a parishioner at St. Joseph's on the Brandywine. Joe Biden has been part of our parish for more than 40 years. Our sons became friends when they were in first grade, and ever since, I've known Joe and the entire Biden family. Even now, when Joe's back home, we see him at Mass on Sunday. You can tell how important Joe's faith is to him. It's what motivates everything. Joe's beliefs, his values, the kind of president Joe would be. Joe Biden knows what it means to be your brother's keeper, to care for those around you and lift up those who are suffering. Their values Joe learned from his mom and dad and from the nuns who taught Joe his Catholic faith. That's Joe Biden, a man guided by faith. I'm Joe Biden. Candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Biden for president. This is Albert Bowler with another word about the upcoming election. There is so much at stake. We might not be able to vote as conveniently as we voted before, but that just puts on Christian citizens the responsibility to work even harder to make sure that we vote and that our vote counts. Too much is at stake to sit this election out. So, whatever it takes... Go vote. Well, let's join us from Bethany Baptist Church in the home of the next section here of the city of Pittsburgh. Bill, a friend, how are you today? Hey, I'm blessed. Enjoying uh, this fall day. That's Indeed. terrific. Now, uh, pumpkin spice, yes, my friend, or no? Well, you know, I, I'll say I'll say yes, even though I probably haven't had it a lot. You know, I've I like uh pumpkin, you know, pumpkin pie, stuff like that. So yeah. pumpkin spice, uh I I'm I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Now you now would you give a thumbs up to the pumpkin spice Pringles? Pringles. You mm-hmm. talking about the See? <laughs> no. Or the pumpkin spice beard oil, Bill. Beard oil. I'm just saying, uh, those are some options that I could order for you guys. 
no, I, I don't think I'd go with that. I, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll stick with the uh, pump, pumpkin spice latte, cappuccino, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, a I cookie, think, yeah, a piece of cake. Like right. The, the basics. <laughs> yeah, You're right. a traditionist like me, Bill. Come on, this other stuff, Listen, pumpkin spice brake I'm pads. Just, I'm just here to offer alternatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, listen, Bill, you, know, you that, came that, to join that, us today. Sound appetizing. Yeah. Okay, so you came to talk to us today about stay in the closet. Maybe pumpkin spice should just stay in the closet as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could, well, not certain things, right? Uh, but you know, we'll we'll talk about. Oh, I think we lost him. We lose Bill. Oh no, he got so mad about pumpkin spice, we lost him. <laughs> See, we're off to a rocky start because of that pumpkin spice topic. I knew we shouldn't have talked about this. Listen, it's pumpkin spice day. It's the flavor that's taking the country by storm. I mean, it's got the same sort of energy as politics. Stay away from both of those, please, okay? Pumpkin spice and politics, never again on this show. Oh, my gosh. We are efforting. Uh, Mike right now is very busy in the studio getting Bill Glaze Mm -hmm. from Bethany Baptist Church back on the phone. Okay, Um, so Bill does this weekly devotional. Uh, Stay in the closet, Matthew 6, 6. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. You ever go inside a prayer closet? Oh, there's Bill. Hey, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm back. Good, Uh, thank you. Yeah. You know the, the the prayer closet is yeah. uh, that that place uh, that we uh, access that helps us come into the presence of the Lord. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I know in my house I have several prayer closets. So you know, the idea of a prayer closet is, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know, you got a little door. Uh, you open the door where there's a bunch of you know coats hanging up, or you know there's a bunch of uh, you know dishes. You know, and then you go into that closet. You know, that's you know, Jesus was uh, speaking metaphorically, you know, talking about, you know, that, that private place, you know, where you can come into the presence of the Lord. And as we think about, uh, you know, prayer closets, uh, again, from this metaphorical sense, uh, you know, it could be the, the desk, you know, in your study. It could be your living room couch. It could be your dining room table. You know, just whatever that place is where you can go and, and, uh, and be alone with the Lord. Now, you know, during those times when you are alone with the Lord, you know, it's a time of spiritual cleansing. I, I don't know about you, but, you know, it's, it's something when, when you can come into the, the presence of the Lord in your quiet time, uh, confess your sins, and, and, and leave there with a sense of having been forgiven, uh, a, a sense of cleansing. Uh, it's a time of spiritual counsel, you know, where we you know, open our souls, you know, before the Word of God. And then God speaks to us, you know, whether it's in that, in that still, small voice or whether it's in, you know, through His Word, that He gives us counsel. He gives us direction. You know, it's, it's a time of, of cleansing or communion where we, we come into, you know, uh, contact with the living God. And, and so, you know, sometimes when we have those wonderfully spiritual times, you know, those mm-hmm. times when we just feel like we've connected to heaven, then the, the problem is, is that we have to leave the closet. And, uh, and, and we have to go deal with what I call knuckleheads. You know, uh, you got to deal with, you know, people who are uh, pulling in front of you on the, in the parkway, you know, cutting you off. You know, you've got to deal with, you know, people who are uh, on the job who may say things to you that, that upset you. You know, you, you have to deal with maybe even 
uh, situations within your family. And so right there, you know, that, that personal, that private, that, that wonderful time that you've just had, you know, now it's, it, it seems like it's thrown out the window. And so, you know, I'm, I'm proposing today that, that, you know, we need to learn how to stay in the closet, you know, that we might not stay in the closet physically, but there needs to be a spiritual sense in which we stay in the closet throughout the day. You know, what a waste it is whenever you know, we have that wonderful, precious time with God, and then we enter our day, and then we completely lose it. And, and so you know, what, you know, we, we have to ask ourselves, yeah, there has been some benefit you know, as far as coming into the presence of God. There has been some benefit as far as, as, as us connecting with God. But you know, what is that doing you know, for us throughout the day? I like what Dick Eastman says in his book, The Hour That Changes the World. He says, perhaps the greatest secret to learn about prayer is how to maintain a devotional attitude after, after the devotional hour concludes. Mm. <laughs> wow. You know, that's, you know, mm-hmm. to me, that's, that's the challenge. And, and then, you know, I, I think of, uh, you know, Brother Lawrence, who was a, a monk who worked in uh, a kitchen in a monastery. And, uh, you know, he had such great communion with God. He said that even when he was in the kitchen in the midst of pots and pans rustling and people talking to him, he said that he was able to connect with that presence of God just as if he was sitting at the, uh, in the pew uh, for Holy Communion. Uh, you know, here's a guy that learned how to stay in the closet. And so, you know, I, I, you know, I believe the challenge for all of us is, you know, how do we stay in the closet? Hmm. All right. So for people who've never heard of the idea of a prayer closet, um, let's go back and just define what that is. Now, you said it can be at the kitchen table. It can be in your bedroom. It can be in your office, wherever it is. But talk about like your experience with it. I mean, do you have a particular place and what's the purpose of a prayer closet? Okay. Yeah, I I do have a, a place where, you know, I commune with God. Now, I have several places in my house. You know, I, I can do it at my dining room table. Uh, I can do it in my living room, but I, I have a study at at home where you know I you know I study for my messages and my sermon. Now you 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 know the interesting thing is that right above uh, uh, my my desk is uh, the the air conditioner or the heater, and so you know in in the summertime it blows out you know cool air, and the wintertime is blowing out the hot air, and, and as I'm spending time with God and, and this air is blowing down on me, uh, you know I think of my quiet time. You know, I say this is the spout where the glory comes out. You know, so I, 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 I let that, you know, uh, you know, kind of, you know, set the mood, set the tone, you know, for me to get my mindset in the fact that, man, you know, I'm, I'm coming into glory. You know, I'm coming into the presence of the Lord. You know, so for me, you know, that's that's where, you know, my uh, closet is. And so, you know, the, the, you know, again, the purpose of the closet is just, you know, for you to, to be able to connect with God, for you to get along with God. So, yeah. you know, again, the closet doesn't, uh, you know, it can be anything. I mean, it could be behind, you know, the steering wheel of your car. You know, now you can't close your eyes and pray while you're driving, but, you know, you can sense the presence of God, you know, even, you know, when you're, you know, when you're in your car and, and just, you know, maybe put on some praise and worship music, you know, and, and just, you know, worship the Lord like that. 
That's good. And, and you know, Bill, as you're speaking here, I, I'm, I'm reminded of, you know, in the middle of this COVID-19, everyone's kind of in their bubble, right? We're talking about, you know, uh, NFL, <laughs> MLB. So the bubble is the prayer closet in many ways, because that is your safe space. That is the place where, you know, you are isolated from the rest of the world. And so if you are isolated, well, then, heck, let's spend the time praising the Lord. It's, it's a good place to go there. You know, the physical place brings us back to where we need to be. Right. And, and, you know, you bring out an interesting point because, you know, I've, I've, I've often asked myself, you know, during this time when, you know, pretty much since March, you know, we've been in either a full quarantine or semi-quarantine. You know, I, I was, you know I've asked myself, you know, was this kind of God's way of, of saying that, you know, look, you know, you can shut out all other things and, you know, now you can come, you know, into my presence. You know, now I'm not saying that that God, you know, you know, gave us this to, you know, do to wreak all the devastation and destruction. But you know, uh, you look at, you know, the scripture in Genesis where, you know, Joseph told his brothers that you you meant it for evil, but God, you know, meant it for good. And so, you know, COVID might have been meant for evil, but what what uh, what, what good can come out of this? And that is the blessing, like you said, John, of of, of having this time of, of being set aside, you know, to come into uh, the presence of God and just spend time with Him. You know, that we would have more time in our prayer closet during uh, this uh, time of COVID-19. That's Bill Glaze from Bethany Baptist Church in Homewood. Um, Bill, in our remaining time, tell us about Bethany. Tell us how things are going during COVID-19 and what your uh, schedule is these days. Okay. Well, I'll say this, that uh, most uh, African-American churches in the city uh, have not gone back yet. Uh, and, and, you know, there's several reasons for that. You know, one is, uh, you know, many of us have older congregations, you know, you know, uh, blacks seem to be more susceptible, you know, to, yeah. you know, the, the disease. And, and so, you know, you know, there's been a little hesitancy about going back. So we haven't gone back yet, but Kathy, I'll tell you this, that, you know, we do zoom Bible study, you know, mm-hmm. we have, you know, we post our worship service online. You know, we have uh, discipleship uh, meetings going on through Zoom during the week. Uh, you know, one, uh, one guy is getting ready to have major surgery, and we're having a Zoom prayer meeting for him. So, you know, ministry is still continuing uh, to go forth. And just, you know, we haven't really missed a beat. Now, it's going, you know, I know that God designed us for fellowship, and God designed us to come together. So, you know, we know that we can't stay like this. But, you know, in, in the meantime, in between time, you know, God has just blessed, you know, this, uh, these virtual worship mm-hmm. services, Bible studies, meetings that we were having at Bethany Baptist Church. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, Bill. Um, we love you and your church by extension, and uh, we're so grateful you're here um, every month. And I want to ask you about pumpkin spice sunscreen, like for a sunny autumn day. <laughs> Would you consider such a thing? That's the worst. Well, let's look at it like this. I, I I don't I don't consider it, you know, on any other day. So, uh, you know, probably not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good, Bill. Mm-hmm. I'll have none of that either. Please. Mm-hmm. Some stuff you just have to say no to. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, hey, now, Bill. Now, Kathy, hey. Kathy, generally yeah. I'm in agreement with, with, with you, but uh, I, I kind of have to part with you on, on this. Listen, right it's important that we honor one another even when we disagree, Bill. Because she always pushes okay. the envelope, Bill. She's always pushing it. <laughs> All right, Bill. Good to hear your voice, brother. You take care. All right. Okay. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Pastor Bill Glaze, Bethany Baptist Church in Homewood. Listen, uh, stick around. We got lots more ahead. We're just getting underway here with the ride home. We'll be back in a few minutes. Hey, pastors, how are you reaching your community? 
Here's John MacArthur from Grace to You. I don't need to recreate the truth. I don't need to innovate anything. I need to follow the example of those who have gone before and have been profoundly blessed by God. Pastor, don't miss encouragement like that from John MacArthur. Join us for a series of virtual pastor appreciation events. You'll also hear from Alan Jackson of World Outreach Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, speaking about the pandemic. Christ in you enables you to be more than a conqueror. We're going to face challenges and difficulties. We're going to come through this season. We'll do better than that. We will flourish. The Virtual Pastors Appreciation Event. Five different 90-minute sessions free each Thursday in October with 10 speakers and musical guests. Be encouraged, equipped, and edified. Presented by Trinity Jewelers. Sponsored in part by RPTS and Geneva College. Register now at wordfm.com. Facing a layoff near retirement? You may have some important decisions to make regarding your 401k. If you don't work there, should your money stay? This decision could be important to achieving your retirement goals. This is Ethan Lane, Associate Advisor with Accurate Solutions Group. Our team has worked with many families with these types of decisions and understand your options. With taxes at historic lows, we can look at options for your 401k that could save you on taxes down the road. Our team at Accurate Solutions Group is offering a 10-step layoff survival guide. For your complimentary copy, call or text REVIEW to 412-515-3555. Accurate Solutions Group is ready to assist you. For your copy or to schedule your complimentary 401k review, call or text REVIEW to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Neither the firm nor its representatives can provide tax advice. With thousands of locally owned Napa stores across the nation, chances are that wherever you call home, they do too. So whether you stop by your local Napa Auto Parts store, a Napa Auto Care Center, or visit Napa online, you can count on Napa know-how. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, listening to the radio. You're busy, which is great because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh my, I read that wrong. (laughs) They can. Should have worn my glasses. So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. Tonight we'll see mostly cloudy skies. Expect a low tonight of 43. Tomorrow, times of clouds and sunshine with a shower in places. Tomorrow's high, 58. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low of 38. Saturday, we'll see intervals of clouds and sunshine. Saturday, expect a high of 58. Sunday, some sunshine turning cloudy. Occasional afternoon rain, high 58. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Remember that guy, uh, Arid, who was the subway pitch man? And, you know, this Jared made, you know, a big splash because he was a chubby guy. And then he started to eat Subway uh, once a day at lunch and lost like, I don't know, 100 plus pounds. Mm-hmm. Right. It was a big success story. Now, what happened to Jared? That's a whole other story. But listen to this story. Ireland's Supreme Court 
has ruled that bread sold by the fast food chain Subway contains so much sugar that it cannot be legally defined as bread. So what's it's so its definition is cake? Probably. <laughs> the ruling came in a tax dispute bought by Bookfinders Limited, an Irish Subway franchisee, which argued that some of its takeaway products, including teas, coffees, and heated sandwiches, were not liable for value-added tax. So then a panel of judges rejected the appeal Tuesday, ruling that the bread sold by Subway contains too much sugar to be categorized as a staple food, which is not taxed. Oh, there's no dispute that the bread supplied by Subway is heated sandwiches has a sugar content of 10% of the weight of the flour included in the dough and thus exceeds the 2% 2% specified. Uh-huh. The judge read God law so- makes a, a distinction between bread as a staple food and other baked goods, which are confectionaries mm-hmm. or fancy baked goods. And those are all taxed in Ireland. Yes. Mm. So a, a sweet treat. Okay, so I wondered why the the Irish Supreme Court was weighing in on this, but now I think I get it. Yeah, of Always it goes comes back down to, money. to the cash. Yeah, right? right. Okay, okay well, so- I I mean, I would not guess that. I haven't. I don't eat it Subway very. I don't. I think it's been several years since I've eaten Me there, too. but I would not have thought that. Wow, that's really sweet. Well, um, I know my kids have eaten at Subway, and then like whenever they eat there, they're like their favorite bread is some um, Asiago cheese bread. Which mm. just mildly disgusts me, quite honestly. It's kind of like the spunk pumpkin spice of bread, um, and I believe probably in something like that. There's got to be a lot of sugar. Mm-hmm. What about like the whole wheat and the white? I mean, it has to be all of them, right? I don't know. You know, like you know, they've been saying this. There's sugar just about in virtually in everything. everything. Yeah. Right. So why are you loading? And they made their whole reputation for many years on health, 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 health. Right. Just add some more sugar. Are you? A, do you eat there? Subway. Um, I used to years ago, I mean, many years ago, I would leave work and then go to a meeting. And mm. so like the, the meeting started at seven o'clock. So I had, to, I was always hustling. And I remember like there was a subway on the way to my meeting and I would just sometimes go in there and grab a sandwich, which I was happy to have a quick, fee- a quick meal. Sure. Mike, subway fan. Yes. No. A yes. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, uh, I normally get the Italian urban cheese bread, uh, with uh, See, chicken breast and, uh, uh, lettuce, tomato, extra mayonnaise, and uh-huh. Southwest sauce. Right, and it, oh. top it off with a fudge sickle. Nah, do they? They don't have those. What? No, I'm just saying. Oh, okay, uh, but lately I've been getting, I've been going to Jersey Mike's. Okay, okay. which is kind of the same thing, isn't it? No, no. Oh, not really. It's I mean, a sandwich it's, place. It's a sandwich place, but I mean they have their Jersey Mike's has their own signature sauce. Uh, I don't know what it's made of. I think it's like this is like oil and vinegar and, and sugar. And, and, is it yeah, delicious? Probably. It's it's amazing. It's really really oh. good. Wow. And the bread seems more fresh than Subway's. Right. But oh, so no. at Subway you can have your cake and eat it too, mm-hmm. <laughs> with some fudge sickles. Yes, of course. All right, All right. Coming up next, our good friend Ann Kennedy will be with us. Author of Nailed It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals. You people who've read it know it, and you love it. Anyway, she says maybe it's not all bad. WORD. What are the sins God hates? Murder? Adultery? What about frustration with your kids that verges on anger? Or grumbling about your noisy neighbor? Or stretching the truth to impress someone? How do sins of wrong attitude compare with sins of action? 
Get important answers in John MacArthur's study, The Sinfulness of Sin, this week on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. I'm United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor. And all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Because even though not all of us risk a severe case of coronavirus, we all risk getting it and spreading it to others, maybe without even realizing that we're sick. So if we want to get back to school, back to work, back to worship, and back to overall health, there are things our country needs to do. We need to follow state and local guidelines, take extra precautions if at higher risk, wash our hands frequently, stay six feet from others when we can, And when we can't stay six feet from others, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov. Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Coast Tax. Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 836, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed, and one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. This is time that matters, a window of time to help protect the ones you love. Your preteen benefits from staying up to date with their well visits. This is your window of protection. Schedule their well visit now. Brought to you by Merck. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that moment in time, her life changes forever. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. You know, in the midst of all this, uh, I've been thinking about the silver lining. Remember, you know, your mom used to say, there's, mm-hmm. a sil- there's a silver lining in all this. I don't know. Our next guest, Ann Kennedy, uh, her refrain is 2020 must be destroyed. And I truly believe that. Ann Kennedy's a regular guest <laughs> on our show. She is the author of Nailed It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn Out People, and blogs every day at PreventingGrace.com. Here to talk to us about maybe it's not all bad. And come on, you know as well as I do, it's pretty bad. It is bad. You're right. I mean, I was trying to cheer myself up, but yeah. I think I, I don't. I don't know how right. I don't think I'm totally right. I think it's mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Thank you. It must be destroyed. <laughs> it must be destroyed. Must now, be destroyed. and now, yeah, I believe you and I have talked in the past about how perhaps we were separated at birth. Perhaps um, 
uh, children of the same mother in different places because I have used the refrain repeatedly in my house, COVID ruins everything. Mm. Now, your mantra, COVID hasn't been good for anyone, is very close. It is. I, uh, that's a good one. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. I have. To, I say to myself every single day, COVID hasn't been good for anyone uh, because I the thing that I've learned in 2020 is to feel super sorry for myself. Mm. So to get out of my own tiny uh, mind, I try to remember that other people are suffering too. And um, that's been the way that I've managed to do it a little bit. Okay, good. So then, so your prescription is you beat up on yourself, right? You feel sorry for yourself. You pull out the ambulance and then you just get on with it. Yeah, and we, I mean, I'm amazed by how the world has coped, people in my own life, and um, twenty er, COVID hasn't been good for anyone, but um, I think there's been some amazing growth in uh, people that I know around me, maybe even myself, and um, I think that there's been some strange lessons. <laughs> I hate the word lesson. I don't want to learn any lessons. Um, (laughs) You're you're as smart and wise as you ever want to be. Yes. I've learned everything I need to know already. And um, I think that's one of the reasons why uh, 2020 has been such a terrible year. (laughs) Okay. So look, uh, we can all sit here and opine about how bad the year is. However, uh, in the piece that you wrote, maybe it's not all bad. You did give some excellent examples, Anne, of things that aren't so bad. Could you delve into a couple of those for us, please? Well, one that I, I was reading, uh, I think it might have been BuzzFeed. I, I learned that a huge number of younger people, millennials and on down, have moved back home. And I remember just a few years ago that we were you know, moving back home with your parents was a really terrible thing. It was admitting defeat and meant the economy had tanked. You personally had tanked and nobody should ever do that. But uh, it was a really interesting piece because um, I didn't have, uh, I didn't move in with my parents, but my parents were forced to come to leave their work abroad and come back to the States. And they've lived with us this whole year. And it, it hasn't, it's a lie for me to say 2020 has been terrible because I've had my mom and dad here and it's been amazing. Um, and God has taken care of us. And, uh, and it's been, there's been just one miracle after another. Um, and I think that seeing firsthand and to, and to hear, you know, on Buzzfeed that this is happening to lots of people who didn't look for it, that their immediate, their relationship with their their aging parents or their, you know, their family and that their parents need them actually, um, that living alone in an apartment with no one is not a good way to think that you've succeeded in life. All that kind of, all that, you know, other cultures know that intuitively and we don't. And so I think that's going to be a really interesting shift to see if that continues on if if that's a lesson that we really learn as a culture that maybe we don't need to be atomized from each other to the level that we have over the past many decades that's good okay so the shame of moving back home let's reduce that shame it's a good thing for everybody for the family to be closer 
I think so. I mean, it's great to have help with your kids who are online in cyber school. You know, if you're uh, a parent very far away from your parents and there's no grandparents around, no aunts and uncles, I think we're finding out that that's really, really hard. So, you know, maybe another lesson is that um, kids need, you know, we need to be more flexible about the way we educate our children and um, kids need relationships with their broader families um, that we, well, I, I think the biggest nice thing about COVID has been that the dolphins came back into the canal of um, the canals in Venice. I don't, hmm. I think that might not have been true, but. But it's you know, nice to Earth think about, feeling, right, Anne? <laughs> it feels right. Mm-hmm. So um, those are some big things that have that are maybe good I don't know I'm not totally one over yet but I'm I'm interested to see if it plays out okay so what if it plays out though Anne that 2020 becomes 2021 and we're still here doing the same thing yeah then that's going to be amazing (laughs) and probably not in a good way (laughs) I mean it's probably not going to be over by the end of the year. And uh, the other thing that maybe we can learn is endurance and uh, patience and um, kindness and things like that. If we survive. No, and we were just talking to our first guest. And we were talking to our first guest about a prayer closet. I would imagine in your house, you're just happy to go into any closet. I'm happy to go into any closet. And when I go to, to the store I go once a week and I buy a huge cart full of food and it's humiliating I get up to the front of the you know to the checkout and I always have to say there are 10 people in my house I'm so sorry there are 10 <laughs> people in my house and yet I'd need any closet sure sure that's Ann Kennedy looking for a closet author of nailed it 365 sarcastic devotionals for angry and worn out people she blogs every day at preventinggrace.com oh, but wait one um, more thing though what about yeah. the the re-release of 365 oh it's coming out this month wow you can get it yeah it's available it's 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 being printed right now very nice All right. that's wonderful it's, that that it's not true that 2020 hasn't been good for everyone. See? It's going to be good for you if you buy my book. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is awesome. And doesn't it doesn't it grieve you that all of the laughs and you know the the significant conversations we've shared over the years, you, the three of us have never been together in a room. Never. And that that is terrible. And mm. as soon as COVID is over, I want to drive to Pittsburgh and just good. stare at the through the glass at you. Good, good. I want you to, we want you to be on the same side of the glass. As no, no, us. here's the deal. We're not at the glass, and we're yeah. in our own spare rooms right now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It really is awesome. Thank you for saying that, Anne. We're thinking of it that way. <laughs> that's that's Anne Kennedy, author of Nailed It 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn Out People, which you can get at your favorite book retailer now or in the next couple of weeks. Thank you, Anne. Thank you. We come back, we're going to talk about Jimmy Carter and Julie Andrews. 
They're not dating. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance to buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you all you need to do is call big lou at 800-555-2085 lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor call 800-555-2085 big lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford remember big lou's like you he's on meds too call 800-555-2085 800-555-2085 2085. When does a person get rights? When a person is a person. All across our nation, our nation is divided. In our homes, in social media, everywhere you turn. But what is at the heart of this division? In the new movie, Divided Hearts of America, Super Bowl champion and executive producer Benjamin Watson searches for the truth. This is one of the worst possible choices that any woman and her family has to make. You'll discover why the most polarizing debate of this century boils down to the sacred dignity of human life. There is no personhood under law for fetuses. We don't have that in this country. With Divided Hearts of America, you'll learn what you need to be armed to fight what divides us and come to a place of real unity with empathy, healing, and real hope. Be part of the change and watch Divided Hearts of America. Go to SalemNow.com to purchase. Use promo code FAMILY for 20% off. SalemNow.com, promo code FAMILY. Hello, this is Jack Graham, pastor of Prestonwood Baptist Church in Dallas and voice of PowerPoint Radio. Let me encourage you to be prepared to vote in this upcoming election. Before the Lord, it is our right and our responsibility to take part in the democratic process. The stakes are far too high to sit back and let others choose the course for our nation's future. Register, plan ahead, and please vote. Fall is a season that's a little in the middle. It's sort of the best of two seasons. It's no longer a sweaty summer, but the winter chill is still around the corner. And that's the perfect time to feed and seed your lawn with Scott's Turf Builder. Even better than spring. Because the soil is still warm, but the air is getting cool. So your lawn gets the most nutrients in the best combination of temperatures. Feed and seed now with Scott's Turf Builder. And build the best lawn for every season. Scott's, it's good out here. I believe firmly that there are two types of people in this world. Mm-hmm. Those people who closely follow the obituaries <laughs> and those people who follow celebrity birthdays. We ourselves have aired on the latter. We're interested always in celebrity birthdays, although I don't mind necessarily a good obituary now and then. Sure. I mean, just to balance things out. Sure, of course, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So today we get two humdingers. I have two luminaries even, John, Mm -hmm. who are celebrating birthdays today. Because they're celebrities. The first being former President Jimmy Carter. Oh, Jimmy. Uh, The second being my idol in all things, Julie Andrews. Oh, my gosh. It's a red letter day, isn't it? Okay. Do you remember? uh, Maybe not. You probably don't. I mean, I remember when Jimmy Carter was president. Yes, I do. I mean, he was derided. 
I mean, mm-hmm. just completely as a milk toast, soft, too easy on things. Many, many people well, dislike yeah, Jimmy Carter. I got to be honest. I, I don't think he was a, such a great president. Listen, but he was I love a, Jimmy Carter, but he's a super good guy. He's a fabulous but, guy, but not a great president. Sorry, it's just my opinion. Well, I just love him. And um, I love him. Too. I mean, you think about the ministry, all the work that him and Rosalind have done over these they've years. Taught Sunday school. How long has he taught Sunday school? He's a, you know, when you say pillar of the community, he is yeah. certainly the pillar of the community in Plains, Georgia. Is do, you he know, not? do you know that he and Rosalind live in the same house in Plains, Georgia? They lived in before he even ran for president of the United States. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Uh, who's? Oh, we were talking about Piers Bronson the other day. Uh, I don't even know if we were talking about this on the air, but when Piers Bronson sort of hit the uh, the jackpot with uh, 007, uh, he said to his wife, "Build a house, build a house." So, so she went to Hawaii, she went to uh, Santa Barbara and built a twelve thousand five hundred square foot house on the beach. That's actually bigger than Mike's new house here. Twelve thousand five hundred square feet of a house. I wonder how many square feet Jimmy Carter and Rosalind live in. Oh my gosh! Listen, they did a profile that uh, on him. Uh, in the PG, it was probably reprinted from AP or something a couple years ago, maybe three years ago. And it, it's like a little ranch. It's like a little tiny ranch yeah. that you would see all over in the suburbs of Pittsburgh that right. was built in like 1968. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, God love him. When you think of the celebrity presidents we have had since him who, mm. you know, even cashed if not, in. Oh, totally cashed in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Anyway, how old? John, do you think Jimmy Carter is today? I know for a fact how old Jimmy Carter is. This is a fun game. I have followed along closely over the many years. Today, I believe, this is, I I believe for a fact, that today is Jimmy Carter's 96th birthday. You are correct. Very nice. Excellent. Thank you very Mm much. All right. Uh, Secondly, how about my hero, my heroine, Julie Andrews? Oh, the hills are alive. Chim chimney, chim chimney. Mm-hmm. The hills are alive. Uh, Feed the birds. Julie Andrews. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Don't you feel bad about Julie Andrews and the loss of her voice? Horrible. Mm-hmm. Horrible. God bless her. Yeah. God bless her. She's such a class act. She's unbelievably talented. She's oh. so beautiful. And she's a wonderful writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, J- Julie Andrews, uh, she's nowhere near Jimmy Carter's age. Uh, although she's, you know, she's up there. I would say Julie Andrews is 83, maybe 84. 85. 85. Still okay. admirably close, John. Very nice. All right, good. Well, happy birthday to Julie Andrews and Jimmy Carter. wonder if they know each other. wonder if they're like, you know, the I Kevin wonder. Bacon six degrees of separation. How I far wonder. away are they? Do you remember? Now, I don't remember this because I, I don't think I was alive when this happened. But um, I've certainly read the story that Julie Andrews was starring in My Fair Lady on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And when they decided to do the film production, she was very disappointed and angry that she was not cast in the Eliza Doolittle role. <clears throat> because they picked Audrey Hepburn. And then, of course, you know that Audrey Hepburn didn't sing. Right. So I, I forget. Who, who Did Marnie Nixon sing? I'm not sure about that. I don't remember. She was overdubbed. Yeah. So someone mm-hmm. was overdubbed, right? Audrey right. Hepburn. Yeah. Right. Well, I think things turned out pretty well for Julie Andrews. I mean, I think they did too. And right. I think that Audrey Hepburn was about as adorable in My Fair Lady as you, I could, think possibly, so too. As you could yeah. possibly be. But it would be hard to have that role be such a hit. I think she won the Tony on Broadway. Yeah. And then the film comes and they're like, yeah. Well, it's yeah. like Gwen Verdon, right? And Sweet Charity. Same uh, thing. Same thing. Oh, yeah. Gwen Verdon started on Broadway in Sweet Charity, and um, Shirley MacLaine got the role in the film. 
Mm. And and Gwen Verdon's husband had to go work with Shirley MacLaine in her role. Can you imagine how hard that would be? <laughs> oh, boy. That is rough. That's rough. That is rough. Hey, listen, if anyone who's listening is a Julie Andrews fan, or even if you're not, if you're a fan of children's literature, you got to read Mandy. It is a wonderful book that Julie Andrews wrote under her married name, which is Julie Edwards. Mm. It is a terrific book for anyone who I'd say is around probably be good for someone who's 12 really, or older. I mean, I read it when I was much older than that, but both of my kids have read it. It's just such a terrifically imaginative book. It'll really? stay with you for a long time. Did she write that? Did Julie Andrews write that Mandy in collaboration yes. with Barry Manilow? <laughs> was that, is that the, the thread like there? Made it. No, uh, that's different. Actually the book and the song are unconnected. Oh, cause you know, that's mm-hmm. a great song. What what's Mandy? Oh, you came and you gave without taking, but I sent you away. Yeah, I like to hear Julie Andrews sing that. But then you kiss me and stop me from shaking. Right. But Mandy, I need you today. Mm-hmm. You know, I could learn another language if I could just purge my mind of all the useless Barry Manilow lyrics that are in there. Why must they remain? Problem with my my knowledge of Barry, I put my own words in top of his on top of his words, so the the songs are nonsensical. Is that, on, is that on purpose or just because you're lazy? Just because uh, just I just miss here. Oh, Mandy, you came and you said you were haking. And <laughs> right. you took me Mike, away. What? Mike, do you even know this song, Mandy? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Didn't you go see Barry Manilow live in concert? Who, me? No, Mike. You had to bring what? that up. Huh. What? Yeah, I did. And you know what? Oh, enjo- it was a good show. We I enjoyed it. myself. I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed myself. That mm-hmm. guy, if as old as he is, he can still take. He can still crush crush some singing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I bet he's. I bet he sang a weekend in New England. He sure mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Or I bet he sang. Looks like we made it. Oh, how yeah. about absolutely? How about, how about Copacabana? That was his last oh. song. Of course it was. It was. At the Cope, her name was Lola, right? Oh. <laughs> well, at least you remember that, John. Oh, yeah, because I'm thinking about Lola. Boy, Mike, John, the person who screws up everybody's name, mm. doesn't mess There's up Lola's. Not Lola. No, no, oh, no. no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Oh, gosh. Anyway. All right. Well, we've got a great show ahead in the 5 o'clock hour. Yeah, I think so. As right, we look okay. ahead, we're going to talk about movies with a Vox.com film critic, Alyssa Wilkinson. She'll mm-hmm. give us uh, the uh, ideas of what we can watch at home, even when things at the cinema are, are not opened up yet. We're also going to talk about Pittsburgh area restaurant owners who are getting creative as they're trying to extend their patio season. This is something I've been thinking of, John. It's like, you know, all these restaurants that are doing such a great job with the tents yeah. outside and you the outdoor servers and all of that what's going to happen in two weeks i'm going to lunch next tuesday with a friend of mine we're going to go to the porch oh that's in, in oakland yeah well you're well, not going you, to lunch you know with us i said i wanted to go to lunch with you guys and you were like no i don't want to what who me and mike no yeah and you were like no i don't want to i'm not going out that was just john i was ready to go <laughs> thank you mike i mean <laughs> i like you guys i mean all, we spend a yeah, lot of time together know. I don't know what you do. Anyway, at 5.30, uh, we're going to talk about the Netflix smash, The Social Dilemma. It is a documentary that will shock you. It will change how you look at every single device in your house, especially the one in your hand. I can't get over. I, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I just finished watching it today. It is really unbelievable. And then we'll also talk about the Steeler game that wasn't. Why we're not going to see any Steeler football this Sunday. John, will you still watch football? Uh, probably not. No. I mean, you know, it's bad. I feel, I, I feel guilty. 
on Sunday afternoon, when the weather's like this and I'm sitting on the couch, all of a sudden I get like waves of guilt and I dislike myself. What does that mean you feel guilty? I feel guilty. Like I feel bad about myself, sad about myself that I'm wasting precious time because, you know, it's the weekend and there's, you know, there's laundry to be done. There's, you know, shopping. You had a shoulder replacement. What laundry are you doing? I'm still doing laundry. Are you? Oh, yeah. I'm doing good now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but uh, so Sunday afternoon, I often tend to do, I feel guilty and I don't like it. So uh, the Sunday is an opportunity for me not to feel guilty. I look forward to that. I'm, I'm watching saying. football. Are you? Oh, no, yeah. There's nothing more. I have nothing emotionally invested in these guys. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be emotionally invested. You can analytically enjoy a game. Uh, I'm going to spend my guilt capital uh, by doing something worthwhile. All That's right, all I'm saying. Fine. All right. Let us take a break. We're going to come back. We have much more ahead. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, if you're dreading a dark winter, well, think like a Norwegian. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Thousands of airline employees getting furloughed while the companies wait to see if they'll get more money from taxpayers. The White House has included $20 billion for airlines and a $1.6 trillion COVID-19 relief proposal. That's closer to the House Democrats' $2.2 trillion plan, but an agreement's still up in the air. Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny, who is recovering in Germany after being poisoned in Russia by a nerve agent, accusing Russian President Putin of being behind the crime. The NFL postponing Sunday's Pittsburgh Steelers game at Tennessee until later in the season. That's after two more People on the Tennessee team tested positive for COVID-19. Stock indexes ended higher after another day of back-and-forth trading. The Dow gained 35 points. The Nasdaq up 159, and the S&P picked up 17. This is SRN News. How's your pandemic going? This holding pattern that a lot of us are in. Do you have a silver lining in all of this right now? What is your silver lining? I mean, hopefully you're not feeling too trapped your burden not too heavy, hemmed in by the restrictions of it all. And no doubt, like everybody, you're thinking about finances a lot. Those things occupy all of our thoughts. Here it is, autumn. I keep on hearing this phrase, amidst historically low rates, and I'm not quite sure what all that means. What does it mean for you? Check out United Faith Mortgage online, United Faith Mortgage. Whether it's refinancing, cash out refinancing, VA loans, you're going to buy a house, United Faith Mortgage, this small family of John, Ryan, Denise, Barbara, they set you up, honest, direct, you're good to go with a lender advantage. Look for it online, United Faith Mortgage, and ease your burden, United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York, MLS number 1330, Department of Banking, Mortgage Lender License number 22672. My name is Bernadette, and I am a parishioner at St. Joseph's on the Brandywine. Joe Biden has been part of our parish for more than 40 years. Our sons became friends when they were in first grade. And ever since, I've known Joe and the entire Biden family. Even now, when Joe's back home, we see him at Mass on Sunday. You can tell how important Joe's faith is to him. It's what motivates everything. Joe's beliefs, his values, the kind of president Joe would be. Joe Biden knows what it means to be your brother's keeper to care for those around you and lift up those who are suffering. Their values Joe learned from his mom and dad. 
and from the nuns who taught Joe his Catholic faith. That's Joe Biden, a man guided by faith. I'm Joe Biden, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Biden for president. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ, and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Contact Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Tonight we'll see mostly cloudy skies. Expect a low tonight of 43. Tomorrow, times of clouds and sunshine with a shower in places. Tomorrow's high, 58. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low of 38. Saturday, we'll see intervals of clouds and sunshine. Saturday, expect a high of 58. Sunday, some sunshine turning cloudy, occasional afternoon rain, high 58. With your Vacu Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. What did uh, Paul Shannon just say there? That, uh, what did Paul Shannon say? We were at 62 degrees? Didn't hear that. I'm sorry to say, John. I think that's the weatherman. Is that the weatherman's name, Paul Shannon? Because, I mean... I don't think it's Paul Shannon. I, it's Shannon something, mm-hmm. right? Or something, remember, Shannon. Remember Paul Shannon? No. You don't? Mm-mm. <laughs> well, for those of us who are due, God bless Paul Shannon. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so look, uh, temperatures are changing. There's a there's a hint of fall in the air. We talked during the 4 o'clock hour about that dreaded pumpkin spice wave that's headed our way. That's worse than COVID as well. National Pumpkin Spice Day. Yeah, Woo. seriously. I mean, seriously. It's Mike's second favorite day next to Christmas. Pumpkin <laughs> Spice Day. Okay, so winter is coming. And, of course, if you've listened to any portion of this show over the years, you have to know that I've got a little problem always with the colder weather approaching. It's never been something that I look forward to. But So I saw this piece, which I thought, this looks like me. This sounds like me. So let me tell you about this. The piece is dreading a dark winter lockdown. Well, then think like a Norwegian. (laughs) Okay, so I I don't know if I've ever thought like a Norwegian before. So there's this man, his name's, uh, uh, I'm sorry, it's a woman. Her name is Carrie Leibowitz. And she arrived in the Norwegian city of Tromsmo. She was intrigued and fearful about the uh, approaching winter because mm-hmm. she had been uh, living up until this time in uh, Stanford, uh, California. So she was coming from the sunny climes. Mm-hmm. And so she's a psychologist. So she started talking to the locals about their attitudes towards the coming winter, because apparently in this city, uh, they get two to three hours of sunlight per day, uh, in the wintertime. two to three hours. So 
what she found is that your mental framing of stressful events powerfully influences the way that we are affected by them. So people who see stressful events as challenges with an ability to adapt and learn cope much better than those who focus on the threatening aspects like the possibility of failure, mm-hmm. embarrassment, or that illness. makes sense, right? That's, com- course, that's yeah. common sense. So is she saying that Norwegians apply that type of thinking to winter? Exactly. Okay. okay. So to test whether a difference in outlook could be explained, the resilience of these residents, she designed the wintertime mid mindset scale, which asked participants to rate how much they agreed or disagreed with statements such as, there are many things to enjoy about the winter. I love the coziness of winter months. Winter brings many wonderful seasonal changes. And, or, winter is boring. Winter is a limiting time of year. There are many things to dislike about winter. Sure enough, she found that participants' answers, answers predicted their well-being over the coming months the more they saw winter as an exciting opportunity to enjoy the glacial climate, the better they fared with higher levels of life satisfaction and overall mental health. Okay. What was that? The exciting, the exciting offerings of the Arctic climate or something? Uh, there are many things to, wait, 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 wait. Winter brings many wonderful seasonal changes. Yeah. I was after that. Yeah. Uh, she found the participants interest predicted their well-being over the coming months. The more they saw winter as an exciting opportunity <laughs> to enjoy a glacial climate. An exciting opportunity to enjoy a glacial climate. Right. The better they fared with high levels of life satisfaction. That just sounds like crazy talk. I don't think it does. I think it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. An exciting opportunity. Okay. Well, so so think about this. So now with COVID, you know what's going off the charts? We talked about this off the air. I did this a couple of months ago. Those outdoor propane mm-hmm. heating lamps. Right. Try to buy one of those now. You can't. Really? Oh, they're all scooped up. I mean, I looked at these in August. You could have bought one in August for about 100, 150 bucks on the low end. Mm-hmm. Now they're gone. You can buy one now for about six, uh, 680 bucks to about $2,000. Whoa. So those have gone off the charts and fire pit construction. Mm. So people are looking at this coming winter and, you know, with COVID overlay of being stuck at home and whatnot, they're going to try to look outside their homes and find more reasons and more time to spend time outside. That's which good. Makes a lot of sense. I'm glad we got our fire pit when we did. You got a fire pit? Sure did. I didn't know you had a fire pit. Mm-hmm. You holding back on me? Yeah, I'm trying to keep things secret. You know, I'm coming over. Yeah, you what should. What kind of fire it's pit nice did one. you get? We got a. Uh, we got it at LL Bean. Um, it's like a. You know, it's a cast iron fire yeah. pit. Nice. And it's it gives off a heck of a lot of heat. Are you sitting outside? Uh-huh. What are you doing about firewood? Uh, well, we have a lot of debris in our yard from our gigantic trees. I think that's the nicest <laughs> yeah. way I can What, do you say. got a 54 Ford out there? Yeah. No, huh? we just have a Some lot. Debris. We have a lot of debris. We have very, very large trees. <laughs> and there's a lot that falls down. Okay. So, yeah. So, we've been using that. All right. And so, Mike, you're a new homeowner. You've got yourself a big old backyard. Do you've got a fire pit yet? I sure do. Um, it's a five by five fire pit. What? And I made it out of bricks and stone. And five by five. Yeah, five feet by five. That's not a fire pit. That's a roasting pit. Yeah, because mine's put... only thirty six wide. I don't mess around. I don't. I put I put big logs on that thing. 
five by five. Good for you, Mike. Yeah. I don't have a fire pit. You don't mm-hmm. have a fire pit. What about in your house? You have a you have a fire pit chimney? in the living room? Is that what you're asking? No, you have a you have a. Uh... I, can, I can a lot of debris <laughs> in the living room. <laughs> a lot of debris out there. <laughs> Thinking God. about you. Right. Exactly. No, I no. My neighbors, my next door neighbor, just the other day, all day long, they had some fireplace company out there. So oh. I don't know if he was installing a new fireplace. Did you go down there and say, hey, can you come up and give me a price on what I have going here in my house? I know house? what the prices are. They're, the price is out of my price range. Mm. Okay. Mm. That's all That's all I know. Because you and I have tried to, you know, jerry-rig this ourselves the last several years. We, we you not- know, John and I both live in old houses. I only have one fireplace in my house. You three. have three. And my one does not work. And your three don't work. So no. we're useless. Mm-hmm. Mike, you have any fireplaces in your new house? I have one. I have one in my living room, and I'm trying to um, figure out who I should hire to. Um, you put an insert. Get it inspected. I do have They're an insert, inspe- but I I, I want it. It's a it's a very very old wit, uh, insert. It's a I think it's called Appalachian something. It's from okay. like the 1980s. Mm, um, spice insert. <laughs> yeah, right. but anyway, I I, I really really want to I want to take it out, take out the insert, and update the fireplace. Ching. Um, yeah, I want to. That's the problem. Try it out. Yeah, right. probably like three hundred bucks. I think it's around there, right? Come on, three hundred. Oh, bucks. three hundred bucks. Me? You no. wish it was three hundred. Like five bucks. grand. Oh, yeah, five no. grand is what you're thinking of. Three hundred no. bucks. Please don't tell oh. me that. Oh, we've I been am there. We've, you that. we've oh, talked to the professionals, no. Mike. We've mm-hmm. tried to run this little thing. You know, hey, hi, this is Kathy Emmons for Fireplace Company. <laughs> you know, I love my fireplace. And my good friend Sean Hall comes over. Right. You know, we love our fireplaces too. So stop on by. Mm-hmm. Never happened. Except Never. John Hall. John Hall's not coming over. He's going out to lunch with other friends, Mike, other than us. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Yeah. That's hard to accept. Under a heating lamp. Mm-hmm. How about those heating lamps? Aren't you afraid of like burning your skin? Well, I've only used those heat what you mean you mean the the propane things outside? Yeah. yeah. That's not a heating lamp, right? Well, heating lamp's the fl- thing in like the hotel bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean. I what you meant. Right. Okay. So the propane thing, I mean, I've only um been around them in restaurants. You know, and not here, but like when I when I've traveled other places, especially over in the West Coast, because it gets cool in the in the um, evening. Mm. And so it'll be like a nice 80 degree day. And then at seven o'clock or eight o'clock at night, mm. all of a sudden it dips to like 52. all of a sudden there's so they a pull, chill in Santa Barbara. Right. So they pull these things out and I think they're just awesome. But they're the real they tall ones. You yeah, know, they're right. like seven feet tall, six right. feet tall. I, I've never seen the ones that you'd put on a patio. Yeah. I'm sure that's like a commercial grade. Uh, well, I guess it is. <laughs> I, I guess it say. is. Anyway, the cold weather's coming. So attitude is everything. Talk to me about my attitude in February. Yeah, okay? I'll see what your attitude's like mm, in yeah. February. You've seen it. Believe me, it's not good. This will help John's attitude. We're going to talk movies next with film critic from Vox.com, Melissa Wilkinson. Stay where you are on the ride home. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New, new, new music. Born ready. New music from Kobe James. When I was born again, I was born ready. Love one another by the Newsboys. Just do it. Love one another. And Man of Your Word by Maverick City Music. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers and Dennis Spira and Associates. 101.5 Word FM on the weekend. When does a person get rights? When a person is a person. 
all across our nation. Our nation is divided in our homes, in social media, everywhere you turn. But what is at the heart of this division? In the new movie, Divided Hearts of America, Super Bowl champion and executive producer Benjamin Watson searches for the truth. This is one of the worst possible choices that any woman and her family has to make. You'll discover why the most polarizing debate of this century boils down to the sacred dignity of human life. There is no personhood under law for fetuses. We don't have that in this country. With Divided Hearts of America, you'll learn what you need to be armed to fight what divides us and come to a place of real unity with empathy, healing, and real hope. Be part of the change and watch Divided Hearts of America. Go to SalemNow.com to purchase. Use promo code FAMILY for 20% off. SalemNow.com promo code FAMILY. These times are intense for many, including pastors. Here's Dr. Brian Chappell. The storms are pretty intense right now. A pandemic, job loss, marital and family stress. Sometimes they turn on their pastors. Racial division. What do we actually do in such storms? Pastors, don't miss encouragement like that. From Brian Chappell, Senior Pastor of Grace Presbyterian Church, Peoria, Illinois. Join us for a series of virtual pastor appreciation events. You'll also hear from Dr. Paul Cannings from Living Word Fellowship in Houston. Listen, pastors, listen. The worst times that we can look at and see that all that is going on, when we understand the agenda of God, we can become great in those times of being great participants for the glory of God. The virtual pastor's appreciation event. Five different 90-minute sessions free each Thursday in October. Presented by Trinity Jewelers. Register now at wordfm.com. Drusky Entertainment proudly presents Skillet in Concert, October 3rd. 7.30 p.m. at the Starlight Drive-In, Butler, PA, with special guest Colton Dixon. Drive-in tickets available now at druskyent.com. Gates open at 5.30, rain or shine. Skillet, October 3rd at the Starlight Drive-In, Butler, PA. Visit Drusky Entertainment for details at druskyent.com. Well, because, of course, COVID does ruin everything, one of the chief joys of a lot of people going to the movies has still not fully returned. And I don't think it's going to, you know, movie theaters are not going to open with first run for a long, long time. Thank goodness, though, for Netflix and HBO and Prime and Hulu and all the streaming platforms because that saves a lot of people's lives. Well, we welcome once a month Alyssa Wilkinson to our airwaves. Alyssa Wilkinson is the film critic at Vox.com. She's been writing about film and culture since 2006. Her work has appeared at Rolling Stone, The Washington Post, Vulture, RogerEbert.com, The Atlantic. Alyssa is also a member of the New York Film Critics Circle, a 2017-18 Art of Nonfiction Writing Fellow with the Sundance Institute and Associate Professor of English and Humanities at the King's College in New York City. Alyssa, welcome back to the show. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's our pleasure, Alyssa. So we always like to pick your brain because we know it's your job, essentially, to watch just about everything that's out there. And, you know, I can't imagine how many hours a week. Do you you chart your time? How many hours a week you spend watching movies and TV shows and documentaries? I mean, you got to figure when there's like five or six new movies that are worth watching coming out every week. I that's you know a good ten or twelve hours minimum, um, and sometimes a lot more, especially right now when they're starting to come out really, really fast and really furious. Okay, so that, that's good. So they're coming out fast and furious, even in the midst now 
So uh, have the studios and production facilities been shut down like the rest of society since March? Um, Most of them have, yeah, especially in the U.S. Um, They've sort of started to resume, particularly in New York where I am, um, where people often are shooting on location and uh, often they're smaller sets. So, But there's a lot of rules about what you need to do to keep it safe for the actors and for the crew. Um, because, of course, it takes a lot of people to make a movie. <laughs> Even the very smallest movie requires a whole crew of people. Um, and then production had opened in London a few months ago. And so some of the big Hollywood productions like the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson and um, the next Jurassic Park, they had just moved to London to um, to continue production on those movies. But, of course, every movie coming out this year was shot at least a year ago, if not two I see. So, you know, to be honest, I feel bad for, you know, a young filmmaker who, after years of toil, you know, Mm -hmm. in in obscurity, finally gets a shot and their film is about to be released, you know, on some, you know, major scale. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, going to be released on streaming. The income opportunities alone have got to devastate a person's life, plus the ability to, you know, show your best side and pick up future deals down the road. I'm sure that happens pretty often now. Yeah, I mean, you know, the only maybe upside of this, well, maybe there's two. One is that everyone's in the same boat. <laughs> so at least it's sort of a, you know, it's it's not like some people are getting um, better chances than others so much. But, um, but on the other side, you're right. Income is a problem. Um, you know, it's nice. I've talked to filmmakers who say it's actually really nice that their movie that might have in the past only released in maybe eight theaters in like New York and Los Angeles can actually be seen by anyone across the country who's interested, but it's much harder to break through. And, you know, people are tending to just watch their favorite and comforting shows right now Mm -hmm. instead of maybe branching out. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's tough times for everyone. And really the people who are suffering are the ones who own and run uh, movie theaters because of course they're, they're really stuck without anything to, to generate income. Yeah, that's an interesting point, Alyssa, you said about watching uh, comforting TV shows. You know, I've never been a person Mm -hmm. who really did that. And since COVID, I'm doing that. It's kind Mm -hmm. of like you take a step back and you look at yourself and you say, well, it's really interesting. Like, I've watched all of this before and I'm watching it again. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, this is totally normal. This is how we cope with uncertainty and stress um, is that we go back to things that are familiar and that we know make us laugh and um, you know, you're not going to be maybe surprised by it or you're, if there's a big emotional twist, at least, you know, it's coming. So, yeah, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people who have rewatched all of the office, um, or all of parks and recreation. My comfort food TV show is Veep and I've rewatched it. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that really appeals to a lot of people just because things are tough. That's good. Okay. So, um, Kath, have you been watching what's your comfort? Uh, parks and rec parks is and my rec. comfort and psych. <laughs> Those yeah. are my those are my two. Also, Top Gear. I've gone back and oh, watched yeah, sure. a lot of Top Gear over the last year. Mm-hmm. I, I found on Hulu the other day, and I couldn't believe that I saw this, and I fell into this hole for a little bit. I was watching reruns of I Love Lucy. Oh, my God. I mean, this is from, like, 1958. Mm-hmm. And I was loving it because it's, like, on one set, basically a four-character, you know, little scene. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's very well done. Yeah, completely. I, you know, in addition to Veep, I've just thrown on like random shows that are about like cooking usually, um, which is something that I I enjoy watching people do um, and also doing myself. And I guess we're all doing a lot of cooking. So maybe it's weird that I want to watch someone else do it, but, um, (laughs) but it's 
it's very low stakes. <laughs> yeah, low stakes. I right. like it. Okay, so the calendar turns, and every time the ta- calendar does go to a new month, all the streaming platforms, they withdraw some f- uh, favorites, and they put some new things out. So, Alyssa, mm-hmm. talk to us about a few things that are on the radar screen for October this year. Yeah, um, so, I mean, you know, today's October 1st, which means Netflix has just released its new slate, and everyone seems to have Netflix, so it's always a good one to talk about, but... Um, you know, like, so today um, a movie has been added that I just love. Um, it's very funny. It's very heartwarming. The the Hunt for the Wilder People. Um, so it's a few years old. It's directed by Taika Waititi, who made Jojo Rabbit and um, one of the Thor movies and um, What We Do in the Shadows. And he has a very funny, offbeat sense of humor. And this is a story about a, an orphan uh, kid in New Zealand who um, gets placed sort of accidentally with this gruff old man um, played by Samuel. And um, they end up on kind of journey together through the bush. It's very funny. And it's also one of those stories about um, two people kind of becoming chosen family for one another. Um, and I really enjoyed it when it came out. So that that's on Netflix now. Um, nice. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of other stuff that has come to Netflix. They're, you know, they're always bringing new stuff on, but um, they also – have a really stacked fall slate of movies of their own that they are producing or distributing. And one of those is, um, is this movie Dick Johnson is dead. Who's uh, it, it, so it's classified as a documentary, but it's about as undocumentary as anybody might have imagined. Um, really? Basically. Yeah. The director, um, her, her father is elderly and he was diagnosed with dementia and in an attempt to kind of work through her, grief over that and his kind of fear about the future they decided to shoot a movie um that partly would kind of imagine his like all the various ways he could die (laughs) um and so uh it's very funny it's very comical um and then they imagine the afterlife he's a he's a um very religious man and she was raised that way so they kind of imagine like what will he do when he gets to heaven and then in the process they're also just kind of grappling with you know, what it means to kind of live through this moment for the two of them. Um, so it's a really, really powerful, wonderful movie that will oh, definitely have you laugh and cry, and that's on Netflix starting tomorrow. It's Dick Johnson is Dead on Netflix tomorrow. Yes. That's great. Okay, mm-hmm. and and uh, The Wilder People, that's already out, you said, uh, starting today. Excellent. Mm-hmm. How, about, uh, how about on other platforms? Um, anything like uh, on HBO we should know? Oh yeah, so um, so HBO actually HBO Max has a great movie selection. So I would at lots of old movies, classic movies. It's really worth checking out if that's something you have access to. But I wanted to point to a um, documentary series that's running right now um, called The Vow. I think they're airing episode seven on Sunday, and you can watch the whole thing um, like on their website or on HBO Max if that's something you have. And it's about that. Um, that really strange cult uh, that was kind of masquerading as like a self-help multi-level management uh, company is very odd. And it's, uh, it was headquartered actually in my hometown, which is upstate New York, a little, a little North of Albany. Um, And that was just back in the news yesterday because there's an ongoing court case uh, about whether or not they actually were um, like kind of coercing and uh, abusing women in this cult. But the one reason I've, 
I like this series quite a lot is that it it kind of helps you understand how people get involved with things like that because I think it's really easy when you see something that looks that crazy and that you know kind of weird to say yeah. oh I would I would never fall for that but actually it really helps you understand why these really successful people some of them were like famous actors um, why they end up wrapped up into this cult uh, thing and it, it really helps you kind of get inside their heads. Oh, that's really cool. The Vow, you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think okay. the seventh episode airs Sunday night, Very and good. there's nine in total. From uh, Vox.com, we're talking with Alyssa Wilkinson about what's streaming uh, as October 1st is upon us. Alyssa, um, we're going to talk in a little bit about uh, the social dilemma, but uh, a, a short while ago, maybe a couple of weeks or so ago, you know, I was going through uh, what was streaming, and I said to my, my 20-year-old, hey, have you ever seen this social network? And he had not. And I love mm-hmm. that film. I don't know how mm-hmm. old the movie yeah. is, but it essentially mm-hmm. tells the story, and I don't know how true you know, to the, the actual facts that it is. It tells the story of the birth of Facebook. That's out there streaming right now. Talk to us about that. It is. Yeah. Actually, this this week, I believe, is its 10th anniversary. So it was released 10 years ago. Um, yeah. And it stars Jesse Eisenberg as Mark Zuckerberg. And it's kind of funny to think about how 10 years ago, watching this movie, we kind of had no idea how important Facebook was going right. to be. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, how how the world is, is changed um, in some ways that are good and other ways that are really kind of destructive because of it. So um, yeah, I mean, it, it fudges the details a little bit, but it is the broad, the broad strokes are accurate. And one thing I think is super interesting to watch in this movie is the moving of our social lives online kind of happening right before your eyes. And I was reflecting on this because I had written a piece at the end of the year last year about it. And then I realized, like, I had even I had no idea how much our social lives would be moved online, you know, even just this year when suddenly everything's on Zoom and um so, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great movie for almost the birth of like an origin story for what yeah, we're right. experiencing now. And it's just an incredibly entertaining film. I mean, that I remember yeah. rolling my eyes when it was coming out thinking, how can a movie about Facebook be any good? But it's terrific. Yeah, it really is. Right. I mean, Did it win the, the Academy Award that year? It was nominated, right, Alyssa? It was nominated, and, and Jesse Eisenberg, um, I believe, was nominated for his performance, and he wasn't very well-known before that. So that was kind of the movie that made him. Got it. <clears throat> so then let's jump forward 10 years, the social network, the movie, to the new Netflix documentary called The Social Dilemma. Have you seen it? I have, yeah. Actually, a friend of mine directed it. Um, it's a, hmm. It's an interesting sort of strange little film um it's not what you would expect again from documentary so it it is a documentary he interviewed a lot of um people who were really high up at all of the silicon valley um you know companies so twitter and google and facebook and pinterest and all of these different companies that create social media and they're talking a lot about how things that they built into it at the time, they didn't kind of anticipate how they would hack our brains. (laughs) So one thing that I, you know, it it really talks quite a lot about how social networks actually watch what you're doing and figure out how to get you to buy things or click on them or how to get your attention. We haven't looked at them long enough. Um, And then in between there's these strange kind of kooky little segments where it's a, um, like a drama with a family played by actors who are, experiencing all of these things so you can kind of see how they're related to what you know everyday families go through where we can't put our phone down when we're at the table or 
you know, how kids kind of interact with one another in schools and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a weird movie, but it's I think it's a really interesting one. And it will, you know, maybe ironically make you want to delete Facebook as soon as you finish watching it. Um, yeah. but I think it's a good movie to watch even with teenagers and talk about it. It's kind Listen of funny. Let me just say, Alyssa, that I I just read this a couple of days ago. ABC News said, quote, viewers will probably want to throw their phones in the trash before throwing the garbage can through the window of a tech executive when they're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> I mean, since the film's release, I, I can't tell you any number of friends. You know how you're scrolling through Facebook or Twitter and you get the obligatory. I'm leaving. I'll see you. And like, you know, they're making mm-hmm. the announcement that they're never going to return to social media because of this new film, which I kind of find yeah. kind of weird. I don't yeah, find I it weird. I finished the film and I was it. like, I'm out. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was surprised so many people were watching it, but I, I guess that's good. Yeah. Well, listen, right, thanks listen. enough a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really, you come in here and you give us a, a fresh take on things that we need to watch. So we really appreciate it. The COVID's been good for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, watching all this stuff is good for us, too. Yeah, it is. From Vox.com, it's a great pickup. Alyssa Wilkinson, check her out. She's got great insight. Follow her on Twitter as well. Alyssa Wilkinson. Hey, pastors. How are you reaching your community? Here's John MacArthur from Grace to You. I don't need to recreate the truth. I don't need to innovate anything. I need to follow the example of those who have gone before and have been profoundly blessed by God. Pastor, don't miss encouragement like that from John MacArthur. Join us for a series of virtual pastor appreciation events. You'll also hear from Alan Jackson of World Outreach Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, speaking about the pandemic. Christ in you enables you to be more than a conqueror. We're going to face challenges and difficulties. We're going to come through this season. We'll do better than that. We will flourish. The Virtual Pastors Appreciation Event. Five different 90-minute sessions free each Thursday in October with 10 speakers and musical guests. Be encouraged, equipped, and edified. Presented by Trinity Jewelers, sponsored in part by RPTS and Geneva College. Register now at wordfm.com. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, for you, for anybody who's got a busy schedule and wants a good night's sleep. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft, breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You'll receive two for one low price plus free shipping. Call now at 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD. Or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code WORD. 1-800-391-0954. Promo code WORD. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human. And she's got this little toy she's always playing with all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese. And guess what? Egg rolls showed up like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. 
We want everybody to have a level of comfort knowing that they're in a safe environment, that they're in a caring environment, and that their health and well-being is our top priority. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We are constantly screening both ourselves and patients. I want my patients to know that we are there for them. When they are ready, we are here. You're going to be safe. You're going to be well cared for. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, we'll see mostly cloudy skies. Expect a low tonight of 43. Tomorrow, times of clouds and sunshine with a shower in places. Tomorrow's high, 58. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low of 38. Saturday, we'll see intervals of clouds and sunshine. Saturday, expect a high of 58. Sunday, some sunshine turning cloudy. Occasional afternoon rain, high 58. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. I was making lunch plans with a, an old friend of mine. And he was like, well, let's go sit down and have a meal together. We haven't seen each other for a long time. And, of course, you know, I don't know, you know, everyone has their own take on the, the wisdom of that, of getting together with old friends to sit across the table and share our lives. I, I don't know. I mean. But you mean whether to do it in person or on Zoom? Right. I mean, it's a calculated risk, right? You think, okay, should I go and, you know, sit and have a burger with my old buddy? I wanted to do this. So, you know, in the past here, the weather's been so darn nice for all this time, and now it's going to change, right? Warm, warm is turning to cold. So what does that look like for restauranteurs as they've been providing some, the fortunate ones, have had patios or sidewalk service? I was looking, uh, like we talked a little about this earlier, those outdoor patio heaters. Now, you can buy those for 150 or $2, but for restauranteurs, they'll spend $20 a day per propane tank so it's not viable for them to do this on a regular basis i mean you're going to blow through hundreds and hundreds of dollars every week just on propane some local restaurants are saying well we're going to try to stay open with outside dining and you're just going to have to toughen up maybe you'll bring a blanket oh my gosh listen (laughs) who's going to sit outside you put a blanket on, some earmuffs, and have some pasta. You want to do that? I'm doing that. I'm the, always the coldest person in any room, though. I mean, I'm like the worst person to ask this question to. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, you know, the, the you know Governor Wolf has proven himself to be unremarkably uh, unresilient. He is not wanting to bend uh, so much so that he's willing to go to court to enforce his vision of what safety protocol should be in the state of Pennsylvania. Right, even when even when the judge voted against him. No. And now uh, there's a stay. I can't keep track of what's going on. So, I mean, I want to go. So I'm going to meet my friend next week, like at 1115 for a very early lunch. And we're going to sit outside. And, I, you know, who knows whether it's going to be 60 degrees or 50 degrees. Um I'm not going to order anything too hot because it'll cool off darn fast. Maybe I'll order a cup of coffee and a sandwich and be good at that and try to stay away. But isn't that weird when you see some of the old friends and you're kind of going, oh, I'm talking to my buddy who I love, but he may kill me. It's a horrible time. I think I've said before my mantra, COVID ruins everything. I'm having T-shirts made. More details coming up on another edition. <laughs> All right. 
Leslie, coming up next, we're talking about The Social Dilemma, the blockbuster documentary on Netflix. Do you know what your phone is doing to you? Talk about it next. 101.5 WORD. This week from Chuck Swindoll, an encouraging study in Ephesians. We have an inheritance that is imperishable, waiting in heaven for us. There is a special reward, even the crown of life, for those who suffer for him. Hear more about the amazing rewards awaiting God's faithful followers. Chuck Swindoll is talking about becoming a people of grace. Weekdays on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. Customers, students, and staff expect a new level of clean. Cintas has the essential products and services to help you carry out cleaning protocols effectively. Cintas performs surface sanitizer and disinfectant spray services to common touch points, installs and refills touchless hand sanitizer dispensers, and provides commercial laundry services to help minimize employee exposure. Give everyone the confidence they need to keep coming back. Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. Hey, this is Owen Strand with a quick word on the upcoming election. So much of what we care about is at stake. Religious liberty, all of our First Amendment freedoms, the cause of life and reliable judges, rule of law, even civil order. Make sure you're registered and prepared to vote, whether at the polling place or by absentee ballot. Our nation is at a crossroads, and every vote counts. Don't sit this election out. This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we are required to do so by federal law. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with statements or positions taken by all of these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard. For a lot of us, our phones have become such an appendage of who we are as human beings. They've overtaken our lives in such a short amount of time. In many ways, it's shocking. I mean, you look back uh, 10, 15 years ago when we didn't have these phones, and we were totally different as people. Mm -hmm. So with the addition of phones and, of course, social media, choose your poison, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, whatnot. Those two things have fundamentally, I believe, altered, and this is not, it's sort of 
high talk here. I think fundamentally for a lot of people have altered what it is to be human. Mm -hmm. And I think with that, the worst is yet to come. There's a new movie out right now called The Social Dilemma. And of course, you take, you approach everything from a documentary with a grain of salt because the documentary filmmaker has his own particular perspective as he assembles the lineage of the film that he's about to present. So he goes and interviews people with that same mindset and produces, you know, a, a topic which may be controversial, may be shocking, perhaps comforting in some way, but it's hopefully meant to inform, but it always does have a singular vision. And so the social dilemma, the vision is incredibly painful to see how disruptive the genie in the bottle, which social media once considered perhaps for the common good, has now become anything but. I don't think you can quite get the film without watching it. I think us telling you about it is not going to fill in the blanks for you um, because it is really an immersive experience. I think it's an excellent film um, and it uses different methods of getting the point to you. Um, the first method it uses is they have a, a slate of conscientious defectors from tech companies who testify to what they've been a part of at Facebook or Pinterest or Google. Um, and then they uh, combine that with an actual narrative, like, a, like a, a, you break into a film and you kind of see a family living out the end product of what these tech giants talk about creating. And I thought it was really effective um, in many ways to me. I, I don't know, John, I like, because each one of us has so much personal experience with this, I felt like from the moment it started, I got where they were going because I've already lived it. You've already been in your dining room or your living room or your bedroom at 10 p.m. or 3 a.m. or 5 a.m., like scrolling mindlessly through Twitter. And you know you shouldn't be doing it, and you know it's stupid, and you're still doing it. I mean, it's the cla it's a classic addictive behavior, and you're watching yourself just fall further and further into the pit. Right, and hating yourself while you're in the midst of it, and also being fearful, thinking about your kids doing the exact same thing, perhaps upstairs. So, I mean, what I took, what I really loved about it was what you, what you mentioned here, Kath, is that these tech insiders, and these are not bottom level people. No. These are people who actually built the machinery. You know, there's an engineer in there and he lists his, he lists his accomplishments. One of them was, you know, I invented the Facebook like button. So, you know, he's talking about, well, we thought, you know, the, the like button would be a source of good because I've read something. I like it. I want to share, you know, share it with you. He All of said a sudden. He said he thought the like button would spread positivity and love in the world. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, the like button has been used for nefarious means, for shaming kids, for, you know, crushing people's lives. And that was uh, unintended. That was an unintended consequence of the like button. He could never have imagined that a 13-year-old girl who posts a picture of herself and only gets six likes, as opposed to her friend who got 60 likes, feels like she's ugly and fat and useless. Isn't that weird? It is so weird. And so other people, I mean, big, I'm a guy who ran Pinterest. We get to hear from all these different voices of like, 
well, yeah, there is a problem here. And I don't know how to even talk about the problem or address the problem because, of, of course, you know, these I'm sure most of these people who are interviewed on camera have made their millions and millions of dollars as the early architects of Pinterest and Facebook and whatnot. So they're set. And so they can speak out freely now about the dangers, which leaves the rest of us, like you talk about, Kath, scrolling mindlessly at 2 a.m. while you're lying in bed thinking, I should be getting sleep. Right. And it's not just wasting time, John. That's not the only... Hashtag um, fake news. Right. It's not the only point that it makes. I think one of the other points it makes so well is that we sit here and wonder why we're so polarized as a country. And the documentary goes on to describe how your Google searches, how everything you do online is coalesced together to provide a sort of avatar to the tech companies to deliver to you what you want to see and what you want to hear. So if this is this, this freaked me out, John, if you Google something, and I Google something, it's the same thing. You and I are Googling the same thing with the same words. You are going to get different Google results than I am going to get. And the Google results that you're going to get are tailored to what you have already shown the tech companies you like and want to see. So you're never getting exposed to views that are different than yours because they're trying to get you to continue to like more and more things and give up more and more of your time online. Right. So hence the phrase, the echo chamber, right? Mm -hmm. We all live in this little echo chamber right. where we feed off of each other. So it's not an accident. I mean, it's not, first of all, we're all complicit in the echo chamber because we, we just become totally intolerant of listening to people who are different than us. But it's also something that's being done to us by tech companies. And now, you know, the tech companies see the billions of dollars that they can make easily by selling ads around the world. And so they're not going to back away or change their practices. And of course, the really weird thing is in every industry in this country and around the world, there's always regulations. There's always a regulatory body, whether it's, you know, mining or whether it's some utilities or whether it's television or radio. There's always a body that the government puts in place to regulate that. Tech doesn't have that. So when Zuckerberg shows up or the CEO of Google or Twitter shows up before a Senate subcommittee, they, you know, there's no sort of impetus for them to do the right thing because there's no power to do the right thing. The money comes in, the products are made, the addiction is set, and everybody just continues on their merry ways. The fact of the matter is, though, that you and I and our families, our children, we've become the guinea pigs and we suffer because of this. Now, you could say, and people have said this, we've seen this amongst our own friends and families, Kath, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I am done. I'm going to separate from this. You know, how many people do you know who've never done this, which I really appreciate? People who have never logged on to social media. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of people, a lot of people, they consider it a lifeline to the world, a necessity. Right. Right. It's the news. It's social. It's right. all those things and more. It's right. like oxygen to people's lungs. Right. And all that oxygen is all the stuff that they think you're already going to agree with. So the only things you're seeing on your Facebook feed are formed by what you've already liked in the past. So it's more likely that you're going to, when you Google something, 
land on a site that is run by someone who's politically aligned with you because the tech giants want to keep you online for longer. I mean, it's not even just social media. It's Google. It's just being on the internet. If you were never on social media, still just your online presence is creating an avatar Mm -hmm. for tech companies to figure out how to please you more and therefore encourage you to spend more time online. Right. I'm glad you bring up Google because I read an article today about Google that have committed. Google, the corporation, has committed to spending $1 billion. They are going to give a billion dollars to news organizations around the world. Now, the money's not going to start rolling out here in the United States until uh, four or five months from now. But they've committed to Latin America, to Southeast Asia. Here's the deal. Since social media and since the internet has come into place, of course, you look at the decline of traditional media sources, whether it's newspapers or network news. And so people are getting their news now from really sort of narrow channels. And again, that echo chamber is in place. So Google is going to partner with the New York Times, the Milwaukee Journal, Esquire, whatever, you name it, traditional news sources who have traditional newsrooms or reporting devices in the hopes that they can prop up these news gathering organizations and then use those news organizations for their own means for more content. Oh my gosh, that's the kiss of death. That is the kiss of death. It really is. John, one of the scenes in the film that really, you know, I'm, it just really touched me um, is there's a high school boy and um, he goes to some, he looks like he's in a coffee shop type of thing with another kid in his class. Yeah. And the kid says to him, Hey, look, you know, that girl's over there that you like. And he says, Oh, Oh yeah, I see her. And he's like, well, go talk to her. And he's like, Oh no, I don't know. And he goes, no, you should go talk to her. And he says, okay. And so he's sitting there trying to like get the nerve up to go talk to her. Sure. And then his phone dings and he looks at it. And it's a notification from something. And he goes, oh, I need to look at this. And so he opens up his phone and he gets on Snapchat or he gets on Instagram. And then the camera kind of pans back and you see now it's five minutes later, those two boys are sitting there looking at their phones like they're in a catatonic state. And the girl he could have gone over to say hi to, and it could have been a crash and burn. It could have been a horrible experience. It could have been anything, right? He never did it because he was so busy looking at that notification on his phone. So we've been told this, right? This generation is less likely to date. This less less likely ge- to get a driver's license. Right. They're less disaffected. Likely to get out. Yep. Right. Disaffected, and disconnected and because that's of why. social media. Yeah. And the algorithms that are designed within social media to get every kid and every adult staying on it longer yeah anyway kath and i have both seen it we recommend it it's streaming on netflix right now we're we're promoting something about social media at the same time it's on social media but look do yourself a favor over the weekend check out the social dilemma i'm not saying it's perfect but it's very interesting i think it'll change your mindset about where we all are with our social media usage all right what do you say we take a break Kath? sounds good We'll be back in just a few minutes. Uh, We're coming up to the end of the show, but let's talk about uh, COVID and the Steelers. Also, have you noticed a preponderance of smell? Stink bugs are back. These times are intense for many, including pastors. Here's Sam Rodriguez, president 
of the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference. I do believe that we will not be defined by the darkness of a spiritual Genesis 1-2. We will be defined by the redemptive power of Genesis 1-3, let there be light. Pastors, don't miss encouragement like that. From Sam Rodriguez, join us for a series of virtual pastor appreciation events. You'll also hear from Dr. Tony Evans from the Urban Alternative. Far too many Christians, far too many Christian leaders, far too many churches don't understand that we belong to another kingdom run by another king who has his own playbook. The virtual pastor's appreciation event. Five different 90-minute sessions free each Thursday in October. Be encouraged, equipped, and edified. Presented by Trinity Jewelers. Register now at wordfm.com. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsrouspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsrouspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrouspittsburgh.com. Seasons of change and uncertainty can be difficult, even scary, but they don't have to control or define you. The counselors of the Grace Wellness Center would consider it a privilege to come alongside and help you replace the fear and frustration with freedom and peace. While office visits are still available throughout the area, Grace Wellness Center also offers online and phone appointments to make counseling convenient and available on your terms, accepting all major insurances at thegracewellnesscenter.com. With thousands of locally owned Napa stores across the nation, chances are that wherever you call home, they do too. So whether you stop by your local Napa Auto Parts store, a Napa Auto Care Center, or visit Napa online, you can count on Napa know-how. If the coronavirus has taught us anything, It's how interconnected we all really are. That everyone is essential. And when the storm clouds pass, and they will, the time for rebuilding will begin. We can all help by supporting the essential life-sustaining businesses, farms, restaurants, and stores that make America great. United we stand. Together we rise. A message from Salem Media Group in this station. All right, well, no Steeler football this Sunday. Twelve members of the Tennessee Titans organization have apparently tested positive for COVID. That was the Steelers' opponent this coming Sunday. So maybe we're not going to play them at all. Maybe it'll be later on in the month. It's it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, listen, I feel like the Steelers really got messed with here. I mean, they because if they end up losing their bye week, which is supposed to be the first week in November, um, then technically this should be their bye week except that they worked half the week already. So they're going to go without a bye week. Um, It's going to be a very, very taxing season. And, you know, from what I have read from Steeler players, I think they were all told, and I mean, every team, they were told that if there's an issue like this, if you have some players that come down with it, you're going to have to go on as scheduled. So you got to play whoever's healthy. But now that there's an outbreak and the initial outbreak wasn't it, that there were even more cases a couple of days later caused them to shut the whole thing down. So it's just like everything else in COVID. You feel like you have a protocol and then it happens. And then you're like, 
ah, yep. You know, so Such is the case. Yeah, so I feel like the Steelers really came out on the on the short end of the stick. Yep, there. it stinks. And speaking of stinks, how about those stink bugs? Remember when the stink bugs first happened? I don't know. Has it been five years, six years? People were like, you know, selling stink bug fixes, and then mm-hmm. we just kind of all got used to them. Well, then they kind of went away. Well, I don't know if you've experienced this at your own house, Kath, but the stink bugs are back at our house. Mm-hmm. Are they back at your house? Yep, they're back at my house, too. What the heck? The good news is they rarely stink. If I see well, a stink bug. Well, if you try to do anything with them, No, they no, stink. I, I pick it up and I throw it outside, and I really don't get stunk that much. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, I've got like, you know, I'm the stink bug whisperer. Well, you're just but... so nice. <laughs> right? They like you. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Save your stink for somebody else, my friend. Hey, thanks for being with us. Podcast's up and running. Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.